Let us pray together. Gracious Lord, open our minds, open our will, open our hearts so that we might hear your word, apply it to our lives, and live it in the world. For this we pray in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. Our first scripture reading is from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. It begins on 956 in your Pew Bible. Listen for the word of the Lord to you. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see Jesus because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome Jesus. All who saw this began to grumble and said, Jesus has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continuing in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 6, found on page 60 in the New Testament of your Pew Bible, 6, beginning with verse 36, let us listen to God's word. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. A man walked into a country store one day and spoke to the owner. Say, what kind of people live around here? I'm new in town. 
the grocer asked. What kind of people were there where you came from? The newcomer said, Oh, they were an ornery bunch, stingy and mean and hard to get along with. The grocer said, That's pretty much the way folk are here. Another man walked into the corner store later that day. He said, What kind of folk live around here? I'm new in town. The grocer asked, What kind of people were there where you came from? And the new fellow said, Oh, they were the greatest people in the world, generous, kind, never said a bad word about anybody. The grocer said, It's pretty much the same around here. Given it will be given to you. Generosity begets generosity. Luke chapter 6 is a version of the Beatitudes, the blessed sayings of Jesus. It's a summary of the teaching of Jesus about what makes for the good life and about where joy is to be found. Jesus says that we're to pray for our enemies, forgive our debtors, give up judging, quit keeping a list of wrongs, and we are to be generous. For God is generous to us, and so we pass on what is good. And in doing that, we are blessed. Giving, not getting, is the way to happiness. It is the way of Jesus, who is our joy. There seem to be three main reasons that people give that Christians are generous There are three things that help us get over our innate selfishness in order to give. They are gratitude, obedience, and wanting to make a difference. Many people give because they are aware of how much they have received. They know that God has been good to them, and they want to show that they understand that God's gifts are to be shared. We honor and we recognize the generosity of God when we are generous ourselves with our money, with our time, with our lives. Be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful. Two little boys were sitting at the dinner table one evening. Supper was over. And they had gotten into an argument, for there were two pieces of cake, and of course they had decided which one was bigger, and they were arguing about who would get that piece of cake. The mother came in, and she quieted them, and she said, Now, boys, don't be selfish. Think about Jesus and how he would share. Jesus would want his brother to have the bigger piece of cake. So the older boy turned to the younger and said, Billy... You be Jesus this time. (laughs) The Presbyterian way of being Christian is a way of gratitude. We understand that this is God's doing and not our doing, that God has made a way for us, that we have been welcomed in and placed in families and in the family of Christian faith. At the center of our understanding of the way of Jesus is gratitude to God. The second reason Christians give is out of obedience to Scripture. It is clear from one end of the Bible to the other that we are to honor God with an offering, with a sacrifice. 
We acknowledge our sovereign king when we pay our tithe. It's not about feeling good or feeling close to God. It's about awe and reverence and an admission that we owe the landowner, the creator of heaven and earth. We are sharecroppers. We are here on borrowed land and on borrowed time. And scripture makes it clear we owe something back to the landowner. I was at a General Assembly meeting a few years ago, General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church, and a man spoke who had been working in India for many years, and he told about the time he had gone to a new town, and he, as was his custom, had set up a speaker stand underneath a tree near the square. He sang hymns. He read some of the stories of Jesus. He preached. He prayed. And at the end of his service, a man came up to him and asked the minister to follow him home. And when they got to the small hut where the villager lived, he went in and he dug in the corner in the dirt floor And he came back with a small bag of coins. And the villager said, Some of us are Christians. These are our tithes and offerings. We've been waiting for a minister to come so that we could give. Please receive our offering. People who know Scripture know that one of our responsibilities before God is to acknowledge God's place in our lives with a tithe, with a percentage of what we have received, and then with offerings. Offerings are gifts over and above the tithe. We give in obedience to the teaching of Scripture. The last reason we give is connected to making a difference in the lives of our community, in the lives of those who are in need The sacrifices brought to honor God at the temple in Jerusalem were divided in three ways. Part of it was literally put onto the altar and burned up and offered to God. Part was given to the priests for the support of the temple, and then the third portion was shared with the poor in the city. Much of the giving that happens in our culture today is focused on results, People share in order to help the homeless or the hungry or refugees or those who've been struck by a hurricane. We give to help with research on a particular disease or to care for those who can no longer care for themselves. And so most of the charitable publicity is focused on how bad the situation is somewhere and how much someone is in need. After a while, this pragmatism, this wanting to make a difference, can turn into something else. It can turn into a kind of soap opera. The soap opera goes like this. I showed you these pictures last year of children who were in trouble in order to get you to give. Now this year, I have to show you bigger pictures or more children in order to get the same gift. It becomes a kind of self-fulfilling motion that only if I can pluck your heartstrings are you required to give something. 
But we do want to make gifts that are wise, and we do want to make gifts that help other people. This is normal, it is natural, but it is not the only reason we give. First and foremost, people need to give, and the grace of giving is where we find our joy. In our Beatitudes from Jesus and the Gospel of Luke, I think all of these reasons get rolled together. Give and it will be given to you. Generosity begets generosity. Generous people always receive more than they give. Generous people receive a deeper sense of God's care for them. Generous people grow in their sense of being connected to other people. Generous people find that their faith, hope, and love grow as they give. Scripture is clear. We cannot outgive God. We always receive far more than we give. And thus it is a beatitude, it is a blessing to honor and to reflect the generosity of God. A man walks into a church and says to the pastor, I'm new around here, what kind of people do you have in this place? The pastor says, well, what kind of people were there in the church you came from? The man says, oh, they were an ornery bunch. They were stingy and picky and hard to get along with. The pastor says, you'll find pretty much the same thing around here. Another man walks into the church and says to the pastor, I'm new around here. What kind of people do you have in this place? The pastor asks, what were they like where you came from? Oh, they were the salt of the earth. They were generous and kind and always looking for ways to help others. And the pastor says, you'll find pretty much the same thing around here. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured out. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Blessed are all who heed the words of Christ, who gave himself for us and for our salvation. Thanks be to God. Using the words from Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, let us stand.